A prime time with Claressa Montero replay from Money FM 89.3. Coffee with Claressa on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome. I'm Claressa Montero and I'm Musio, or there may be another pronunciation to that. We'll find out soon enough. Is a company started in 2018, Singapore based startup, the first capital backed music venture in Southeast Asia. It uses artificial intelligence or AI to solve content curation problems for the music industry. They offer AI-based platforms for major record labels, music aggregators, and production music libraries. Now, with big music providers such as YouTube and Spotify, how does AI influence Musio stand in the market? And what can its users expect from its services? We find out right now from Hazel Savage, CEO and co-founder of Musio. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Okay, for you say me. the name. Okay, Musio. 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 You were completely correct. <laughs> okay, completely correct. Great. <laughs> now, it's the first company in Southeast Asia which uses artificial intelligence in the music industry. Tell us how it works. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we're a we're a B two B company. Mm-hmm. So essentially, we uh, have a proprietary core technology mm-hmm. that we sell into other music companies. Right. Um, you know, personalization, um, large volumes of music. A lot of these are kind of you know key buzzwords in the industry these days. When someone's listening to music on a streaming service, they expect an incredibly personalized experience. They expect the homepage to deliver music they like, music they want, right in front of them every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use AI. To, to augment that kind of technology. Um, I think our good friends at Spotify have 30,000 new songs a day mm-hmm. uploaded onto their platform. And a, a company like SoundCloud um, famously has 72 hours of music uploaded every minute. Right. And there's just no way it's humanly possible to listen to that volume of music. So essentially what we've done is built an AI that can listen to music, can listen in huge volumes. And then for any purpose that you might want to filter, sort, curate, organize this music, tag it, you can use AI to do that. Okay, so um, help me understand or help us all understand. Now now that music is digitized, when it is uploaded, Mm -hmm. it's got meta tags and stuff like that. So it it may say jazz, smooth, quiet, Uh Uh romantic, whatever, 15 other million descriptors. And part of that is what the AI is looking at. Uh, so partly you can you can train an AI to also read the metadata tags, mm-hmm. but actually one of the things we get asked for more often than that is can we retag an entire database more accurately? Because right. often those metadata tags have been assigned by the artist or by a human curator. Mm-hmm. And a really great example, one of our partnerships with the Free Music Archive, the biggest collection of Creative Commons music in the world, based in the US. Um, you know there was a really great artist on there, and I used to love his music. I would describe it as kind of easy listening, adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. But he tagged every single song he did as jazz. Right. And I was like, I'm not hearing jazz at all. But when I dug into his background, he's a classically trained jazz musician. Mm-hmm. Therefore, in his mind, everything he does is jazz, regardless sure. of what it sounds like. So sometimes an artist can use social indicators when they tag their music that don't necessarily respond to the audio itself. And then I also, don't know why anybody would want to say jazz. It's such a niche market. I think I think he just thought it was, he spent all that time training. He just figured he might as well, you know. Own it. Yeah, just, it's going to be on there. I'm going to be jazz. Um, so, you know, there are, there are different reasons. But then also, if you if you also let every artist or company individually tag their audio, you then get, you know, hundreds or thousands of different methods. So you can then, you know, if you, if you train an AI on 5,000 jazz songs, mm-hmm. the next time it sees a jazz song, it's going to 
get with like 99% plus accuracy that that is a jazz song. So you can automate a lot of the, the human error parts as well. You know, it's funny, you know, as we're talking about this, something is, is pinging in my mind. Um, one of the greatest love stories, love story movies of all time is Love Story. Right. And that was pretty much written by a computer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, uh, we definitely, you know, when I sort of first started moving into this space early 2018, you know, you want to check out the competitor landscape. You mm-hmm. want to see who else is out there and who's building what. And I think in terms of scripts and script production, there's a few really famous examples where AI has been able to write, you know, greenlit movies better than a human could. Right. I, I think the space in music is slightly different. I mean, I've listened to a lot of AI generated music, um, AI written piano music and for, for for my taste personally it's not quite at the level where it's really good enough to replace any function um, that, that a human might do but also I feel like with music it's more about supply and demand mm-hmm. and when I talk to the, the major labels or when I talk to the streaming companies as I say if there's already 30,000 songs uploaded every day onto Spotify from genuine real human artists where's the demand for more music that isn't human written. I'm sure. kind of not seeing that supply demand side, right. which is why as a company, we focus on the, the curation of the existing rather than, you know, this AI generated music, which is definitely a huge part of the industry, but one I'm a little bit skeptical about right okay. now. No, I, I, I have to agree <laughs> with you. I mean, the thing is, I come from the music industry. I grew up in the music industry. As a music maker, I would be very, very put off by the fact that it was, you know, the number one hit right now was created by a computer. Yeah. I, I would just be personally insulted. Yeah, well, I mean, I must admit, I listened to some of the, the sort of the Google iterations on piano music mm-hmm. recently. And, you know, I, my co-founder was testing me, you know, can I tell human from AI For generated? right now, you can, really. I can. Yeah. And, but also sometimes when it's AI generated, I also can't tell if it's just if it's an AI or if it's just someone who isn't very good, right? And and if that's the best I can say about your your AI generated music, then then I think it's got a long way to go. We are talking to Hazel Savage, CEO and co-founder of Musio, about AI within the music space, but not music creation per se, music curation. Now. I'm curious. I, I read a backstory about how this company started. Mm-hmm. You came from the music industry. I did. Music professional for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, how did this company start? Uh, so essentially, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been in the music industry for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just chatting in the in the cab on the way over here. I started at HMV, the record store. Mm-hmm. That was my like weekend job when I was you know, 18, 19 years sure. old. And then I, I was lucky enough to work at Shazam, very early days, pre-iPhone. Uh, and I also have worked at Universal Music. Mm -hmm. and Pandora Internet Radio. My co-founder, who's our CTO, um, has 17 years experience writing code and he's been experimenting with AI for about 15 years. So he's, uh, you know, I often refer to him, he's definitely in the top 1% of AI developers globally. And we met through a startup incubator. So a startup incubator that specializes in putting what they consider to be exceptional people together Mm -hmm. to see if they can be bigger than the sum of their parts. Right. And you had a great conversation. There was instant synergy. 
and the rest is, as they say, is history. Yeah, I mean, actually, I, I always joke because I kind of just walked in with an open mind going, this is going to be fun. Like, let's just see what Have happens. Have a few drinks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just hanging out. Like, everyone's cool. Um, and, you know, I was especially because also James Brown's drummer was in our cohort. So mm-hmm. I was like, even if I just get to meet that guy, shout out to Eric. I was like, <laughs> this will be awesome. But uh, my, my co-founder, Aaron, who'd done another cohort previously, he knew exactly what he was looking for. He was laser focused and he really, uh, you know, zoned in on me from day one. I just thought he was a super friendly guy. And I was like, what a nice guy. Yeah, I'd love to go out for coffee. Um, So it was really all down to him. I can't take any credit for the partnership. All right. Now, there are many avenues when it comes to music platforms, Spotify, YouTube and others, Mm -hmm. Tidal, I guess, and stuff like that. How does what you do cater to music enthusiasts? So the end user, I guess, or does it? It, it does. I mean, we, we don't sell directly to the consumers. Mm-hmm. As I say, we sell to other music industry companies. But ultimately, it results in benefits for the end user. So if it's a streaming company, if it's a Deezer or a Tidal or a Google, um, essentially what you see is a better experience for the end user. Um, you know, no one wants to log into to a, a music platform and basically get shown top 40 or or you know the top 20 hits mm-hmm. i mean i personally am a massive classic rock fan so when i log onto the front page i want to see bon jovi right. i want to see acdc um and then once i've listened Girl to those after my own heart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then once i've listened to those songs i want the app to then suggest other songs that that i might like in a similar vein and again it probably doesn't work just having say the keyword rock because when i say the word rock i might be thinking you know i might be thinking Bon Jovi, but you're thinking Coldplay. So it's 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 often about the audio itself. And so ultimately, our technology provides a better, more personalized um, experience for the user, but also for the artists. You know, ultimately, we want more artists to be discovered and more unique content to be served up through our algorithms than if you're just relying on that sort of Amazon style, you purchase this, so you might also like this, because mm-hmm. that tends to lead to, to an endless circle of the same stuff getting recommended. Right. So we want to break out and introduce new content into the ecosystem as well. So your AI is actually going to benefit the small, um, more unknown artists, the independents. You know, the thing is, everybody realizes that the big artists, the Taylor Swifts of the yeah. world, the, the Rihannas of the world, their record companies are going to be buying space on, yeah. on that, that first page. As, yeah. as soon as a new single is out, everyone on the planet will know about it, yep. whether yep. or not they're a fan. And, and that might create more click through than otherwise. But a young talent coming up who's unknown you know, with all the right metadata tags it's still not going to get picked up necessarily by the, oh, you may like this as well. Yeah. If it was human cur- curated, because there's a possibility the, cum- the human would miss that new artist. Yeah. And I think the way I think about it is, um, you know, referring to it a little bit more as like a, make, trying to make it more of a meritocracy, mm-hmm. trying to bring in a little bit more equality. And I think especially, you know, uh, countries like Indonesia, Philippines, Malaysia have a huge amount of untapped talent who don't have the same access to these playlists, to these personalization features. And our service should be able to surface that raw talent. You know, if there's a singer in Malaysia whose voice is just as good as Adele, you know, but is lost in the 30,000 uploads every day, mm-hmm. our AI will be able to find it. Um, and then people say, yeah, but what if the AI misses something? And I said, well, you know, we've got record labels currently. Um, 
um, listen to maybe five new songs a day. They can't listen to 30,000 songs a day. Nobody physically can. So with us, you just have a 99% more chance of being heard Mm -hmm. than if there was no... AI listening to your music. Well, so all I can say is you're late. <laughs> 18 years ago when I released my first album with Universal, I could have used you. <laughs> and I've brought my copy today to be signed. No, I'm I, I didn't know you were a performing artist, but now... You see, this is why I, I needed you 18 link. years ago. Yeah, I, I, exactly. And actually, well, interestingly enough, the technology to do something on this scale has really only been available for about the last 18 to 24 months, mm-hmm. um, which is why we're... Which rel- is 18 years too late Which is me. 18 years too late for you. I'm terribly sorry. And about 10 years too late for me when I put my CD out. So there you go. But, um, but, the, but the idea being, yeah, the technology has only existed to do this in any kind of volume more recently. Um, and also, you know, 18 years ago, the, there wasn't anywhere near as much content coming out as there is now. Uh, so it's kind of a, a problem for, for the future and a problem for the, for the streaming audiences. We are talking to Hazel Savage, CEO and co-founder of Museo. Now, at present, Museo offers private demos. How can music enthusiasts get access to it if they want it and in the future? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So anyone who thinks that this technology sounds interesting, wants to hear more about it or wants to get in touch with me directly, you can just go to our website, which is museo.com. Um, we have a, an email address and a contact form there. And yeah, please, please do get in touch. So what's next for you? I mean, you've started this great company, 18, albeit 18 years too late for me. <laughs> What's next for you? What's next? Well, we did just announce our our fundraising, as I mentioned. You know, we are the first music deep tech company to raise a VC round in Mm -hmm. Singapore. Um, I'm hoping we kind of start the trend. I hope a lot more move into this space. I think it's an amazing untapped market for talent. But for us, it's all about growing. So spending the next year growing, growing the size of the team. Uh, We are hiring at the minute as well. Um, But also as well, you know, I'll be going to every music conference across the world. I'll be at South By. I'll be at Medem. I'll be at Wide Music Week in Malaysia, um, speaking to people on the ground, making sure, you know, as I say, it's a brand new technology. Um, We don't replace an existing function. So it's about making sure everyone knows about us. Okay, so that's that's, um, what's in store for Museo next. Now, this is an interesting and personal question as far as I'm concerned. I mean, everybody has something that they want to achieve. Yeah. What's yours? World domination? Uh... Oh, it doesn't have to be cool, right? I can just be honest. Um, literally, it is my lifelong ambition, who knows who's listening, to meet Bon Jovi. I, li- I, <laughs> it is on my list of life goals. I mean, that's not related to the company at all. But I obviously, I would love the company to be incredibly successful. But I, I just, you know, that, yeah, that's on my, I've achieved a lot of my other life ambitions. I've, I've lived abroad. Um, bon Jovi the band or Bon Jovi the John? <laughs> no, the band. I'm a real big Richie Sambora fan, okay. guitarist for anyone who well, doesn't Well, several know. other women as well. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, no, it's, for me, it's, it's a purely about the art. And, but I, you know, I think I'm one of those fans that shouldn't be allowed to meet their heroes because. Why I'm, will you just be a drooling idiot? I, yeah, I can't imagine that I would say anything that would be remotely uh, interesting or worthy of of uh, their time listening so maybe it should just stay stay in the stay in the bucket of of uh, lifelong you got to have a goal right you got to have something to reach for i you know i suspect with the success of the company and as museo grows there's a very real possibility if you sit back and wait a while Bon Jovi will come to you. I think so. And you know what? I also feel like I've told so many people this now, and I really have told a lot of people, <laughs> um, that I feel like at some point it's going to get back to him. 
you know, I'm in the music industry. Someone will know him who knows him or knows a friend who knows. And so it'll get there. I, you know, I just got to keep... You just have to wait. Just got to keep hammering Hopefully home the message. not 18 years. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just got to keep hammering home the message. Uh, yeah, got to have a goal. You never know. This could be the one that does it for you. <laughs> hey, get them phone lines ringing on, uh, on, on Money FM. Get them calling in. Maybe he's a listener for all I know. Well, you know, everyone, no matter how successful they are, needs a couple of, you know, investment tips exactly yeah so he's he's probably listening in. He, he could very well be no doubt. we've been talking to hazel <laughs> savage ceo and co-founder of museo about ai to solve content and curation problems in the music industry and i'm going to give you a chance before before i take my leave of you or okay. you take your leave of me to say that again if they are interested if a music enthusiast is interested in access to museo how do they get you what's your your plan your handle again? Absolutely. Uh, you can just go to museo.com. That's M U S I I O.com. All right. You are on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.